There's a lot of places that I call home. Um, but one place is, is, is probably, probably the place. And, um, I'm going to tell you all about it. Hey, what's up? My name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son, Season 3, Episode 7. I think it's Episode 7. Yeah, so uh, I hope you guys are doing good. I hope that uh, you had a great Labor Day and uh, um, got out and enjoyed the sun and kind of that last... uh, um, that last little part of summer, you know, I didn't, uh, do much on Saturday and Sunday in the cities on, um, Labor Day and then, uh, back to work, um, Tuesday and, um, you know, I don't, a, a lot of people, especially around Minnesota, Labor Day weekend is a, is a, is a really big deal. You know, a lot of people are spending that in Minnesota are spending that last weekend, you know, out at the lake and, uh, you know, Friday and Saturday are just, um, enjoying the lake. And then, you know, Sunday and Monday, bringing the docks and packing up the boat or whatever you're doing with the boat. I don't know. I've never been a fucking lake person, but, um, um, that's kind of what happens around Minnesota. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, you know, not a lot. I've just been um, trying to get through this week because I want to get to... I'm sorry, I'm lighting a candle. Um, kind of want to get to tomorrow. And um, I guess, you know, the, the the big thing thing for me is I talked about this last week and I probably talked about it, you know, before that, but I'm going home to Colorado for the first time in 30 years and uh it's funny because i say home about a couple of or about a few different places you know i say um home when i talk about montana you know because that's where i was born that's where most of my family lives so um and and you know one of the other things that i really like about montana is it doesn't seem to change much um you know, I went home a couple of, or a few years ago, maybe, I don't know, it's hard to say anymore, but probably around five years ago, I went home to Montana, and uh, uh, we we left Montana when I was in the, going to be a fourth grader, oh no, sorry, when I was going to be a first grader, fourth grade was Colorado, uh, but left when, and moved to Texas when I was a first grader, so up until I was in first grade, every Montana was the only thing that I had known. And like a first grader, you, I knew it from, you know, my house and from the back seat of a car, you know, or wherever, wherever we were going. But, um, when we got there, but for the most part, you know, I was in the back seat of a car a lot when I was little. I'd like, when I think of, of memories, of especially Billings, Montana, it just a, a lot of those memories are me in the car um, when we're going places. I don't know why that is, but it's a weird thing. But um, 
So I went home about five years ago to Montana and I had a rental car. And uh, I spent a few days in Malta and my parents were living in Malta then, or my mom and my stepdad were. And then uh, I was going to go spend, you know, three days with my dad in Billings. And um, the the first day that I get to Billings, my dad was, was working. So I had almost, you know, a full day of just being in Billings without, you know, without my dad. And so I drove around Billings, you know, for, for, for a lot of that day. And I remembered all of it. You know, I remember the streets. I knew where I was going. Um, and you know, my memories basically from where, from, you know, the backseat of, of a car other than, you know, the times that my family and I, that when, when I was grown and driving myself, I think, um, my wife and my kids were in Billings um, before or a couple or a few times. And so um, there was that too. But, you know, so Montana is always home. Um, Minnesota is home. It's because, you know, that's um, where I've raised my family. And, um, you know, it's where I live now, obviously. So that makes it home. But, um, you know, I've been here longer than I've been anywhere. Um, and so it's home for, 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 for those reasons. Colorado's home for different, you know, for different reasons. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, the stories that I've, that I've told my kids and a lot of the, the memories and life experiences that you experience for the first time and the growing up that you do all of that for me for the for the most part you know there's a lot of different growing up that happened later on with trying to figure it out but you know there's this also this growing up that you grow up and you think you got it figured out but um you don't realize until you're you know older until you're in your 30s at least that what you, when you thought you figured out the world you had no fucking clue what you were talking about, but you were 100% sure you knew what 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 everything was going to take. Um, so a lot of getting to that point to where I thought I knew everything, um, those types of life experiences happened in Colorado. You know, the little from, you know, the little kid stuff. You know, I lived on this really great street in Colorado. Um, and, 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 and I don't know if this is true, but I lived in this little town called Milliken and all of the streets had girls names and, you know, all of my, my people from Milliken are probably going to be like, dude, I can't believe you only remember Norma, but <laughs> the street that I lived on was Norma and all the other ones had another woman's first name and the rumor or the, the urban legend. And maybe this is true. If you're from Milliken, you can maybe answer this for me. But uh, Milliken at one point was um, a really big uh, part of Colorado. And at one point it was going to be, it may have, it had a shot at being the capital. You know, it, it, Milliken could have been Denver is what everybody from, from Milliken uh, was saying when I, when I was growing up. And, um, but the train went through. And I think that the story was that there was a train crash and all of the women who lived in Milliken who had uh, husbands who worked on the train that died 
um, during that train crash, those streets were named after them. I don't know if it's true, uh, but it, it might be. It, I mean, who knows? It sounds legit. <laughs> Especially sounds legit if you're, you know, anywhere from the fourth grade until uh, uh, sophomore in high school. It sounds like it could be true. Um, the So I lived on this great street called Norma, which may or may not have been named after a woman whose husband died in a train crash when Denver was, or when Milliken was going to be um, the capital of Colorado. Um, you know, a lot of great people on my street. You know, if you start um, on one end of the street, yeah, so there's, I lived on South Norma, and then it, there was one street that uh, went in between, and I don't remember what that was. But uh, my friend Javier lives on lived on North Norma, and um, it's one of my favorite people um, still to this day. Um, and then my for a little while, my friend er, my friends Craig and Ben lived on North Norma. They ended up moving right next door to us later on. Um, and then we had my we had Scott Brixius on the corner. Um, and then the, there was the crabs, uh, Stina and, and I can't remember all of, uh, all of the boys names, but, and, and I actually, um, hung out with the boys probably more than I did Stina, but Stina was closer to my age. Um, then we had, uh, my friend, Mark Polson lived a couple houses down. Um, we had, uh, um, Andrea and Charlie Fabricus lived over there. Um, we used to call them, we didn't call them Fabricus, we called them Fat Kissers. Uh, so it was Charlie Fat Kisser and Andrea Fat Kisser. That, that's what, what the nicknames that we gave them. Um, Elonka and Tanya DeLeon, they had Bumper Pool and we'd go over there and play Bumper Pool. They had a dog named Oso, Osito, Little Bear. Um, he was pretty awesome. Um, then we had Wade. He was a little BMX dude, little white guy on the on the on our street. Marty. Um, and then there was um, this one kid who, uh, God, I can't remember his name, and it's gonna drive me crazy. But um, he was a special needs kid. But um, I remember one day. Uh, there, there was this one kid on our block that was kind of a little bit of a little, little bit of a bully. And um, one day I was uh, walking down the street and I see him beating up this, this special needs dude that lived across the street from me. He was beating him up in his front yard and I was like, oh, what the hell's going on over here? And so I jumped in and started beating up that kid. He went into his house. I don't know where his parents were, but he went into his house, and I thought for sure his parents were going to come out. They didn't. Um, but that kid uh, ended up getting beat up by my cousin James and my cousin Raymond. They both beat that same kid up that I beat up that day. Um, and with James and Ray, when they beat him up, we were playing baseball in this like empty lot that was across the street. Um, we had a shitty little baseball field that we played on over there. You know, it was one of those those fields that they just plowed it up. So it wasn't flat. It was 
um, like plowed up dirt. And um, we used to play baseball over the first place I ever hit um, a home run that was over the fence was in that. And so the thing about that is uh, there was this little field that was on the corner and it was a, or it was a lot empty lot that they plowed up and um there was only a fence in the right field so you the only way you could hit the ball over the fence is if you hit it to right field and so i learned how to hit opposite field basically from trying to hit home runs over the fence in the right field and then one day um charlie fat kisser and i were playing baseball in this field or in that whatever that empty lot and um uh there's some some other kids that were around too and that was uh i remember charlie threw the ball and i hit it it went over that fence and and you know in in all if if i'm being honest about there was a, a little bit of a wind um so the ball went over that fence and i lost my shit i was um super like stoked and excited and uh, I remember after you know you you run the bases and then the rule was on the block is if you ever hit the ball over the fence you had to go get it or if you threw it over the fence you had to go get it and so doing the run and um do or doing the walk around the bases and I get pulled around home plate and my friend Charlie Fat Kisser is probably more excited than I was that I hit the ball over the fence. He's like, you hit it over the fence. And he's super excited. And I'll never forget the look on his face. Um, but uh, yeah, first place I ever hit a home run over the fence. Um, and then, uh, you know, yard games. Everybody on the block, we'd all play yard games. And, um, you know, the kind of the parental rule at that time. Um, and this is the 80s. So... You know, you can kind of imagine, but the parental rule was basically you could stay out on the street and hang out with your all of your street friends until the street lights came on. And I remember there's a lot of times we were just like watching those street lights because we were having so much fun. We just didn't want the street lights to go on. And, you know, of course, eventually they did and everybody have to go in. But sometimes that would be a gradual process where you just lose a kid here or a kid there and. And then, and then, you know, towards the end, it was just you and somebody else. But uh, um, everybody kind of, you know, spent their time pushing the limits on that street light curfew. Um, I know I did a lot. Um, and then, uh, you know, a, a couple houses over from me was uh, like my my street brother, you know, and my friend Rudy Maldonado. And I, uh, uh, pretty much from day one, you know, I moved to Colorado and was outside stomper trucks. If you remember stomper trucks, you put a double A battery in them and they'd run over shit. And then, you know, it was a really big deal when they got lights on the front of them. And then, you know, I don't know, I got out of them when they started adding a bunch of other shit. But um, that was my first day in Colorado was. I was sitting in my front yard playing with my stomper and this kid down the street, this uh, little Mexican kid who's a couple years younger than me, ended up being uh, my street brother, Rudy Maldonado, comes over and breaks my stomper. And 
that was my first time meeting him but we did a lot of stuff together you know we did uh um all of those street games we were kind of the organizers we did um we made some my uncle worked for safe light auto glass and I, a, a lot of you guys if you work in an office probably have these on your on your um on your desk is there was he, my uncle used to get these big paper things that uh, were kind of like before post-it notes you know post-it notes had the sticky part on it but you used to get these and, and a lot of people still have them uh, these little notepads that you just rip it off and you write notes on it um, but they don't have the sticky part to it um, my friend Rudy and I used to make flip movies so at first it started out you know where you you know my brother and sister used to do it in books so there's a lot of books in our house when I was a kid that you'd pull it out and if you flipped all the pages it, it um you could watch kind of a little cartoon on the little side part of the of the book and rudy and i started making those flip movies uh using those little notepads that my uncle had and at first they were stick figures kind of running around or throwing a ball or something stupid like that a card jumping around um and then eventually those and evolved into like real cartoons um so we did a lot of those and we played a ton of gi joes and um one of we would do things with our gi joes one time we did or more i suppose more than one time we did it a lot we did it every winter for the most part but we would take cans and we would um you know we'd always want to get cool cans like a budweiser can or a coke can or something uh, something with a cool logo on the side of it and we turn it into a bobsled for for our gi joe so we put a little padding in there and all that and um then we'd go outside and we would make these bobsled trails on snow hills and we would use the can or we would use a can to make a little bobsled trail you know like what you see on the olympics where these guys are freaking flying around and bouncing off walls and shit uh, we would make those with cans and then we would you put water down and everything so it'd get icy uh, oh yeah it was a whole thing um make these little bobsled things for our gi joe's um we did frog olympics <laughs> we'd take frogs and um put little stickers on their back for what country they were and um and, and all of that and then we would have little frog games i don't I don't, I don't really remember a lot of, the, I think a lot of them just were like racing and seeing how fast they could get from the center or whatever. But uh, we did Frog Olympics. Um, and then, you know, just, just growing up together, you know, I look back at a, a lot of my time on um, Norma Street and it's, I see people that I know now and, you know, we all get old, you know, that's just, that's just part of life. Your body changes and, um, you go through all of these different things that you do in life. You know, you get married, you have kids. Some people have grandkids now and, um, whatever life tends to throw at you. All of us that grew up on Norma street went through, you know, a lot of different things without each other. And, um, 
you know, we experienced, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the really great thing, things in life and a lot of the really shitty things in life without each other. You know, we all had this little time period that we lived on, you know, where we lived and then we experienced our life after that. And, you know, the, 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 you know, the hard stuff and, um, the actual growing up happens for for all of us happened away from from each other but that's fine you know that's although that's good that's fine I wouldn't have it any other way you know the experiences and the memories that I have with all the people that I grew up with on Norma Street um are some of the best and uh you know my kids have grown up hearing stories about all of my time you know growing up on south norma in millican colorado and it's going to be great to be home um and i can't wait to uh, drive through my hometown. I know that uh, it's gone through a lot of changes, and it's not the you know the same place. Obviously, 30 years later, you know there's not a lot of places that stay the same. Um, but uh, um, it'll be cool to go through there, and um, a little bittersweet, you know, to see where it is now. And to remember what it was when I grew up, and um, you know, one 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 other thing about Norma Street, and I said this I think in my very first podcast, but when I lived on Norma Street and I first moved to Colorado and lived in Milliken, there was one paved street in town. Everything else was dirt, but Norma the street that I lived on was the paved street. And I remember one day coming home from school, got off the bus and we're walking and I'm walking with a bunch of my homies. And, uh, um, this is fourth grade probably. And, um, I turned down my street and I was like, all right, yeah, I'll see you guys later. And, uh, my friend Petey, uh, Petey, the pit bull Camarillo says, um, he says, Whoa, you must be rich. You live on the paved street. And, um, it's, you know, and I'm sure that a lot of the people that, um, that I grew up with in Colorado have their own memories of the street that they grew up on. But I don't think that I I will put Norma street memories against anybody's, but, um, I'm, I'm a little bit biased because, those are my people, and Norma Street was home, but, uh, yeah, that's all I got, um, next week, I'll, I'll, uh, jump on here and try to get something out, and just let you know, let you know how, uh, my trip home to Colorado went, um, I'm really looking forward to it, and tomorrow is the day I come home for the first time in 30 years, so, It'll be, it'll be great to um, hop off that plane and put my feet down on Colorado soil. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. You know, it's um, 
it's um it's it's great to be back and it's good to be a point to a point in my life to where um I feel like I can get back on this podcast and I can talk to you and I can tell stories and they're genuine and they're from the heart and they're for my focus is 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 100% on you know what I'm telling you uh it's been a long road to get here but um and I'm sure I'm 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 not uh, I'm not so naive that I don't know that there's going to be times uh, ahead that are going to be tough, but um, it, it's good to be to a point where I am right now to where I, I don't feel like I'm faking it when I'm talking to you um, or when I'm telling you stories. So that's... Uh, um, a pretty good place to be and I would call it progress but um, you know that's all I got today you know I hope that uh, you guys have a great day and I hope you have a great week I I hope you have a great year and I hope you have a great life my name is JC and this has been laughing times of a native son peace I'm out